0: atv talk the podcast sit down with your host industry professional leonard duncan as the men and women from the atv world bring their behind the scenes stories to life every tuesday at 5 p.m pacific standard time and remember dream big it could be your story one day
1: Logan Huff, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How you doing, Lenny? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for coming on an ATV Talk.
0: Yeah, dude, no worries. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, I'm stoked to be here. Thanks for, thanks for having me.
1: Oh, dude, it's my pleasure. I've really, really been watching you and how you've been doing and, and um, over the years making some hay out there and, and uh, really becoming a pro.
0: Yeah. Doing what I can, man. It's uh, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work for sure. Yeah. Definitely a lot of hard work and yeah, everything, yeah, everything's got to fall into place.
1: Well, didn't you had something going on around April 23rd? Uh, can you tell me a little bit about
0: oh. it? Oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely did. Uh, I came back, uh, came back from an accident. I uh, had, had a pretty, pretty good get off on the mountain bike. Uh, use a mountain bike for cross training and stuff like that. It's a good way to stay up on your cardio and get outside and get some fresh air, you know. So I just have a good old time with it and uh I ended up coming accustomed to this, you know, full face or not a non full face mountain bike helmet, just a top one. And, you know, a year and a half later I ended up uh ended up going down pretty good on uh, April twenty third and uh yeah I totally like i i got my face pretty good luckily i got my teeth my nose didn't i didn't break anything except on my face like i did break my hand though and uh yeah i got 48 stitches in my face that night and uh yeah the doc was sewing on me for probably like a solid hour and a half for sure (laughs) yeah it was a while and uh yeah that was uh that was gnarly but yeah, it seemed like my face healed up pretty well, and uh, it all, like it, that started healing up pretty good. But then, like three weeks, it was it was pretty cleared up, and then yeah, and I just barely got back on the quad and started riding again, and uh, been full swing at it this whole last month. But I'd want to say a couple months ago, I started riding.
1: You you had some hand damage too, didn't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I broke my hand, so yeah, that was uh. Yeah, I broke I broke my fifth metacarpal. Uh so it was my so basically yeah, the hand bone, I guess you'd wanna call it for uh your pinky. <laughs> yeah. But I got this big old knuckle now because uh I used to I basically I got a pin in my in my whole metacarpal like all the way through it. It was like three inches long. And uh yeah, they like bent it back up and then put it back in there. So basically like when I make a fist, like I've got a good fist now. It's pretty solid. My knuckle actually turned out really good too. Now that I compare it to my, to my left hand. So yeah, super blessed, real fortunate on that whole deal. You know, uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, definitely got really lucky. That was just this year too. Let's not forget four years before that 23rd, I broke my neck. (laughs) I had a skull fracture. You need to stay
1: (laughs) indoors. We're in a padded room on, on that day.
0: Yeah, isn't that – yeah, it's some – you know. <laughs> I'm going to have to shake that monkey off my back this year or something.
1: <laughs> or every four years, it's an issue, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, or every four. Yeah, it'll be like the World Cup.
1: <laughs> so um, how's your training been since then? Are you, you doing okay? It's
0: been good, yeah. I've been doing a lot of pedaling. Uh, I've been like, I've been riding the, I have been riding the bike quite a bit. i have even just going and riding like bike trails, like the, like the paved ones and stuff around town. We got a lot of that here at St. George and, uh, yeah. And then I've been hitting some mountain bike trails, but I need to get some tires for that thing. So I haven't been, I've just been doing the road bike stuff. What I've been riding my mountain bike on the bike path, on the bike paths. So, <laughs> yeah. And then. Yeah, I've been going to the gym and stuff too. I've been going like at least if I don't go, if I don't go like four times a week, I for sure go like two or three times a week. And then I've been riding like I've been riding like three days a week for sure. Yeah, that's so, all. Awesome. Well, yeah, it's been good.
1: That's great that you're back in shape and hitting it hard.
0: Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been really nice. It's hard to be able to do that for like a long period of time, you know have like the practice quad going and all that stuff like everything working right because yeah it's been about a year now since i've done a done like a full motor rebuild on my on my quad on my practice bike i think i'm gonna have to do it again soon so just because it's had like three top ends i got i got like almost 100 hours on that on that bottom end <laughs> <I know. laughs> right so, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm glad but, you're. But, up.
0: It's been good. There,
1: there's more to that date. On April 23rd, that same day, my grandson Logan was born.
0: Yes, yes, I remember. Yeah, we're we're talking about that.
1: I don't think I'm ever going to forget you because now I have a grandson named
0: Logan. <laughs> yeah. that's so funny. That's perfect. <laughs>
1: So, hey, let's go back in time a little bit. I know that you're still pretty young, um, so Mm -hmm. it's not that far back for you. But uh, how how did Logan Huff get started in
0: ATVs? How did I get started? Oh, man. So my dad ended up buying me a Raptor 250 back when they first came out, back in like 2007, but it was an 08 model, you know? And, uh, yeah, I used to go camping and, go chase him around in the desert he had a kawasaki lakota sport and uh yeah we ripped it he I, we chased each other through the bushes and i ended up getting faster than him and no, after that i ended up just kind of riding with my buddies and stuff and yeah that was probably like 13 i guess was probably when i got the raptor wow um, but yeah it was just a family weekend little sport at the for a while there <laughs> then what happened so i ended up finally so we had i had like started a savings account like forever ago and i was when i was way young and uh so i had i had some money stashed away and i was like dude you know what i want to get a 450 i was like 15 and uh i finally got i found this used uh 07 yfz 450 and i ended up it was sick it was really nice i thought and uh it was definitely a, a better used machine to buy. So I didn't get I didn't uh it was definitely a good buy. But I rode that for a long time, all the way up until twenty fourteen. I ended up financing my my first uh my first fuel injected quad and I got the I got the Maroon Y of Z four fifty and I started ripping that and started in the B class and I got some wins and and uh that was in twenty That was 2014, and then uh, I ended up getting bumped up into the, oh, you know what? No, that was, so 2015 was when I got bumped up into the A class. That was going to be my first year racing, like, the whole season in the B class. I was going to go for a championship, and then, uh, yeah, and then after that, I've been riding A. it has been, that's good. Well, now I'm riding pro, but I ended up getting a couple Pro-Am championships uh, I got one in 2017 and 2018. And then at that point, I figured I was like, yeah, it's time to move up a rank. So, yeah, it was good. Yeah, definitely pretty solid. But
1: so, so you had a, a, a pretty uh, a successful beginning portion of your racing career, then?
0: <laughs> I would say the beginning portion, yes, definitely. Yeah, I had a. Yeah, the B class was a lot of fun. That was where I was really just starting to kind of get a get a gist of what the racing was all about, you know, and and uh, yeah, I started training harder and I was riding on, uh, so I lived in Arizona at the time, so I was riding on Thursdays and Sundays. Those were the only two days of the week I had uh, the day off of work and I had time after school because I was going to MMI and uh, learning how to work on these things, so I was uh I was riding every Thursday and Friday or Thursday and Sunday and I was good and I finally moved back to St. George cuz so now I can ride like every day if I wanted to but yeah yeah if it wasn't for going to Arizona and like going to MMI like I wouldn't know how to work on these things I'd, I I got to say I probably wouldn't have made it as far as I have uh without having some tip-top shaped uh quads you know
1: well, so maintenance and prep are the most important portions of the job other than your training.
0: It's a huge deal, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, it's way more important than the, than the training. I mean, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I would say so.
1: If you're, if you're, you could be in the greatest shape of your life and if your machine doesn't make it two laps, you doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. You got a rattle trap, man. You ain't making it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that's nice that it's nice. It's cool because our sport, it's not all man, you know, and it's not all machine of course, you know, but yeah, it's definitely like 50, 50, you know, half man, half machine, definitely a well-proven mix out there. I definitely like that about our sport.
1: Beans that you had some good success in the pro-am uh, the class that works. Um, how was the culture shock jumping into the pro class?
0: Man, it's, uh, it's a lot more, it's a lot more cutthroat. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say cutthroat cause we're all buddies out there, but man, it it's, uh, the heat is definitely turned up for sure. There is, uh, there is no room for mistakes. You know, you make, you lose that you know you lose that two seconds or something or a half a second from a turn i mean you've got to work so much harder just to make that time back on you know bone mike dude those guys are ripping out there i mean everyone else is ripping too but those two definitely seem to separate themselves but yeah yeah So
1: out of the pro class, they're seasoned veterans, both champions and both have been around for a long time. Mike winning two Pro-Am titles and and Bo being a pro for,
0: you know, since time began. Yeah, he's been I think he's had his AMA card over 20 years or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: it, it just lapsed uh, last year, I believe. Uh, I, I was talking to him, and and I think it just his AMA card finally lapsed because he didn't go and renew it.
0: Oh no way! <laughs> they probably just sent him one <laughs> because but he's yeah, been, it, one, been a member uh, for so long.
1: Unfortunately, they don't grandfather that
0: in. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah.
1: What uh, yeah. What do you like best about the the, the pro class?
0: Uh, you know I definitely like what do I like best about the pro class? Mm. there's so many things I like about it. I definitely like how I gotta say I like how there's no drops in the points like that's pretty cool, so it kind of keeps it pretty legit, you know not that the other not that the other points you know uh charts aren't legit. it's just like it's it's more like yeah, you can't like I said, you can't make a single mistake out there, man. You're, you're held accountable for every mistake for sure. So it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. And that you know, I really like, I like how we all, we all help each other though, but that seems to be just be the, you know, not just the work series, but just the racing community. You know, everybody seems to help each other and definitely just the good of friends for sure.
1: I think it's but, more ATV guys than the, the motorcycle pits generally aren't like that. You're not getting, yeah, that's true. you're not getting the same camaraderie and and you know in the pro class, this is the way I've always figured it. We're buddies until the green flag drops, you know, yeah, after that mm, sorry, man, I didn't mean to I didn't mean to hit, take you to the che, but five bucks that I made right there, I needed it
0: for sure Yeah,
1: bike after the checkered flag, but sorry.
0: dude that's there's money on the line too yeah that's another thing too you know that's that's something that makes it pretty interesting you know there's definitely there's some money on the line for sure it's kind of cool to get on the podium and uh it's always nice to get on the podium and get some publicity and i think the podium's a lot of fun for sure yeah definitely like to be up there yeah yeah all kinds of cool stuff shooting champagne. That's always fun.
1: (laughs) Well, The glory glory of, of getting on the podium and, and getting to do the champagne and you know, the girls and you're young. And I'm sure that uh, the ladies love the fact that you're a pro racer. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh uh, yeah well, yeah it's you know it's yeah it's all right <laughs> there's
1: there's some sacrifice in the social life on social life i'm sure because you're working on your bike or you're training or you're going to a race
0: exactly you know there's there isn't time for parties on the weekend you know uh yeah i'll uh i'll definitely i like this i love to see my friends to stay in touch with everybody though uh yeah definitely like to like on the on the social life side of things i definitely like to stay in touch with my friends so yeah it's actually pretty cool me and my other me and my buddy jesse were talking the other day we're like dude you know we it's cool that we actually stay in touch with a lot of our high school friends you know and because i mean yeah life happens and you get busy and yeah, racing atvs for example like dude you're busy man it's i mean you're, you know, I mean, in all reality, it should be seven days a week, but I'll be like, I'm definitely six, you know? especially coming back from the hand. We're just moving right back into it.
1: Well, that's, you, you have to, uh, you have to take it slow with your injury and it's always best to err on the side of caution rather than shorten your career because you came back too soon.
0: For sure. See, I didn't want to, so I would have totally rode at the works race that was going to happen last weekend i ended up riding just out here in the desert but i mean had it been race day i probably would have pushed myself a little hard you know but yeah it's a good thing a blessing and a curse the i mean i'm bummed to see that racing isn't like going but yeah i mean for me i guess you know i can i can benefit from it for sure well it
1: keeps Uh, you dropping in the points uh, which is always a good thing and and allows you to get help
0: yeah and i'm just i've just been hanging i've just been stretching this thing out and doing all kinds of things this all day and it's been been nice and i have to you know actually i did just start using my hands in the gym so i can like make a pretty good firm fist and yeah you know a progress so
1: what is your training regimen
0: you know so i don't really do like a ton i do some i do some arms and stuff like that but I do more like own body weight stuff that way I'm not bulking up like a ton. And then, um, I like right now, I've just been doing the stationary bike This I've been doing that the whole time I've been recovering. I think the blood flow like helps out a lot with like the bone healing or something. I don't know, but, um, been doing a lot of cardio on the stationary bike, but usually mountain bike in place of that. And then seat time for me, I, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have a practice squad and, So we're putting hours on my race bike. So I'll ride like three, four times a week, at least when I'm going, uh, pretty good. And then, uh, right now I'm just riding once a week, just, you know, obviously I'm just moving into this, but, um, yeah, so that, and then I'll just hit, yeah, I hit the gym like three, four times a week too. And I just do arms and legs and mostly on body, mostly on body weight stuff though, but nothing too crazy.
1: When, uh, when you go ride for training do you, uh, have somebody out there timing you or do you just just go until you get tired and then pull in or,
0: you know, so I used to go out and just pound out a bunch of motos and I don't really do that as much anymore. Um, I really figured out how I, I started to notice how sloppy my riding was when I'd just go out there and wear myself out, you know, and just go and go and go. And it's like, oh, well, I still got to ride 10 more minutes, you know? And so I, but you're doing all these things. And honestly, you're working that much harder, but you're like probably working the, the wrong muscles because you're not, you know, your foot position's not right. And, you know, same with like just the correct body position. And I mean, Bo, he like all the dirt bike guys, a lot of dirt bike guys that that transition over to quads do really well right off the bat. I mean, there's no doubt that they're squeezing that thing the whole time with their legs, you know? So I'll sit and I'll just, I'll just go and hang. I'll just go and do drills. I'll, just, I'll focus on the day. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go have fun today, and I'm going to make sure my feet are in the right spot. And that alone has helped out a ton with me being able to use my rear brake and, like, shift any time that I want to. Shift up or down. I could be leaning off the side of the right, like off the right side of the quad, making a right turn. And I could, I could shift up a gear if I needed to, I could get my toe up under that thing. And it's, (laughs) it's, uh, definitely progress, definitely things where I've learned that. And I've just been doing like turning drills as well. And then like, if I'll go out and put motos in, I'll go to my sand track and get some good ruts going and it gets pretty choppy in the ruts and I could practice kind of like some Cause it's tough to replicate a workforce, you know, because it gets so chopped up and ruddy. But if I could do that, I'd kind of go over to my sand track and dig some ruts and and then kind of practice some of that stuff. But yeah, I do a lot of drills now rather than like like extensive motos, you know.
1: You've evolved.
0: Yeah, I think so a little bit.
1: As you as, as you get to a higher level you bring yourself into understanding, Hey, I'm deficient in this portion of the race, or I'm in, I'm deficient in this portion of the course. Maybe I'm struggling with the tight technical turns. So I need to go out and do tight technical turns and learn how to keep my corner speed up, which, you know, watch bow.
0: Exactly exactly that guy's like so smooth it's crazy and i'm just like dude he's got the right body position and he doesn't get tired and that's something i've noticed is like when i'm when i have the right body position like on the quad like when i like dude i'm i don't get tired i don't get arm pump like my legs when i get tired because i'm squeezing so much <laughs> but my arms like they can just operate the quad and like it's definitely that's a whole other thing for sure body position is a big deal. Yeah, and I think it all starts at the feet, you know. My boss told me that. Cole Townsend, you know, over at Fast Company, he's all dude it all starts at the feet, man. If he's off, you don't got the right foot position, he's all I don't know what to do for. you. <laughs> Just like all right. <laughs> he comes from dirt bikes, so it's even bigger deal on that for sure, but I mean, I could relate. I totally I could see it.
1: it there <clears throat> there is some rollover from two wheelers to four wheelers in in certain mm-hmm. techniques and how you ride, you know, you can Big get away time. from being a little bit more out of shape on a, on a quad than you can on a dirt bike. But
0: yeah, I think so too.
1: The more accurate you are, the faster you're going to be and the better off
0: you're going to. Yeah. Way better off. Yeah. And it'll be more safe and in control. You know, that's another thing too. You'll get that. Like you'll get that that oh shit square edge, you know, and you'll be almost dying going over the bars and you've got the right, the body position. And honestly, it just kind of goes back where it needs to go. You know, right. I like get definitely, you're more in control for sure.
1: But it also helps your condition when you're in the right position. So there's so many
0: benefits to it. So many benefits it's actually practice riding when you're right, when you're practicing, you know, yeah. Cause if you're actually, yeah. Cause you can go and ride, You know, but if you're actually practicing, you know, that's a, that's a big deal right there for sure.
1: Well, you look at the motorcycle guys and how they train, they're training basic movements while they're riding, you know, they'll set up sections where their drills are, as you said, you know, they're, they're diving into the turn, rolling through the turn, they're timing the distance from the entrance to the exit or the entrance to the middle, and then as they come out, they're transitioning into the whoops. So they have to be in the right position and you do the same thing on the quad to make yourself better.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I totally, I've been digging it. It's definitely been, I mean, you know, it makes it not so much, I mean, it's not, I should never say that it's work, but you know, (laughs) it definitely makes, it keeps it entertaining, you know, go out there and shake it up. And that's something else that's really nice too is that I've got like, Five or six different area, like little tracks in the desert that I just piece together. I can go and ride on, and definitely makes it even more interesting for sure. Do,
1: you guys do any cross training on the two wheeler? Uh,
0: no. So I don't have, yeah. So I don't have a dirt bike, but I do have. So yeah, I just been, I just got the mountain bike, and I think I would do halfway decent on a dirt bike. or Just riding the riding the mountain bike, but. I mean, who knows? There's a whole twisting the throttle in that <laughs> accident on the dirt bike for sure. <laughs> are you sure?
1: But, because we were just talking about something that happened on the mountain bike and you, know, <laughs> right. and you know, do we need to put training wheels on there for you or
0: Dude? It might help. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll start on one of those uh what are they called? The striders. There you go. <laughs> go back to square one.
1: <laughs> don't you have an advantage that you're training at a little bit higher elevation than than most everybody else as well?
0: I don't know. You know, so we're only like I mean so at Sand Hollow at the top of the world, it's three thousand feet, but where I'm at, at my house, I think we're only like twenty six hundred and then down in Warner Valley, it's probably about twenty six hundred. I mean it's a hundred and well, it's not a hundred degrees out right now, but it's like ninety five out right now. So I don't know it seems to be pretty similar. Like, I guess Arizona, you're like in Phoenix area, you're like eight, square foot. I don't know. I notice a difference when I go to Cedar city and mountain bike up there, mm-hmm. but I don't really notice a difference when I go down to like Glen Helen or something like that. You know, not much of a difference, at least the air, Maybe there is. The
1: air is so bad at Glen Helen. It's hard to, even if you trained at 7,500 feet, it, it's hard to get an advantage. Because it,
0: yeah, the air is just horrible. Tough to actually benefit <laughs> for sure, right? <clears throat> yeah. Have
1: you done any other forms of racing other than just works?
0: So I did. So I did Baja last year. We didn't uh, do so hot. I ended up having a chain issue, but uh, yeah, I did that with Ricardo Gonzalez and uh, that Chiquis and Alex Lopez. And yeah, so we ended up running into a chain issue, but. Uh, we ended up getting it like 170 miles and that was a whole nother experience going down to Mexico. That was a blast. I'd love to go down there again, and give it another shot for sure. Uh, so whenever that opportunity presents itself, I'm totally down, um, for a uh, quad cross Northwest, I hit one of those races last year. And then I also did a quad cross re- race at Glen Helen and the quad cross races are all just motocross. And that's always nice Two moto format and they're 20 minutes plus two. So I always like the, I like the longer motos for sure. And then let's see what else have I done. I've done some truck course racing too on the quad. Definitely a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's a blast. A little easier. Yeah, it's, I shouldn't say easier. Cause you're still pushing that limit, you know? But I mean, it's a more of a drag race, you know. <laughs> like every turn, <laughs> yeah, well, definitely where, a lot of fun.
1: Not you can't you can't use Sand Hollow, but what's where's your favorite place to go ride?
0: Oh yeah, can't use Sand Hollow. Okay, dude, my favorite place, man. Oh, that's yeah. tough, right there. Like tracks and everything. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to come back to you on that one. (laughs) (laughs) You've raced
1: a lot of races. You've traveled all over the West coast. Come on.
0: I definitely have, you know, I gotta say, dude, man, they're all pretty fun. Dude, Glen Helen, they always put together a sick track at Glen Helen. I have a lot of fun at Glen Helen. I'm trying to think, cause you know, Taft though, I've got to say Taft, even though I've had a solid get-off there, that doesn't scare me. I gotta say Taft is definitely gonna be my favorite one. Taft in January when it's foggy and green. Yeah, nice. <laughs> that's what I'm into. I've
1: never had any good luck there. I've never had any really bad luck there, but it's just never been it's just never been my happy place. Uh, yeah. like of course. You know, I really, I really enjoy the course.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's pretty it's pretty hard pack it's not super deep and technical and that's kind of where you know i hate to i hate to say that that's like my favorite track because i do i do like the deep and technical stuff like like havasu havasu is a lot of fun too i gotta say that's gotta be right up next to Taft. i don't like what havasu does to my machine but (laughs) i definitely like riding the track for sure it's it's gritty it's deep and ruddy, and it's real choppy the whole time. It definitely takes a lot of skill. I feel like to, you know, go pretty fast for sure. That it definitely it'll tame everybody, basically. That was sure. My favorite place to race, Havasu. I love Havasu. Oh yeah, I yeah.
1: always did good there. Just I always had good luck there. Um, oh, okay. my yeah. riders, most of the people that I've worked on their machines have had good luck there and had success there. So it's just one of those places where uh, I think that my style of riding, when I got to ride lended itself to that. And I think that, uh, some of the way I prep my machines, uh, yeah. always, always do well there. And, and you know, yeah. through the onslaught of rocks,
0: <laughs> dude. It's just a gravel, just a riverbed, just pit of rocks. It's crazy, yeah. You, know you wouldn't even notice they're that big when you're riding it, but when you walk the track, like, oh my, you—it's like boulders.
1: <laughs> you almost want to ride your practice bike there.
0: Uh, yeah, you almost do. I was literally planning on doing that because they were gonna have the re—they were gonna have the reschedule race go back to Havasu. Right. I was like, oh, dude, I'm not even gonna put my race bike together. I'm just. I'm practice bike because it's just gonna get so pitted.
1: <laughs> you ruin that beautiful machine that you need to drive all year long.
0: Yeah, exactly. That poor thing.
1: <laughs> when you go
0: ride motocross, do you run the big tires or you run the little tires? So I finally started running moto tires. Yeah, I got the little ones now. I've been running the GBC and Mini Masters. It's been a really good tire. Um, I haven't uh so I did I did run some some of the R tracks before that. And then I ran a set of Max's tires. There were these, but yeah, dude, been stoked on the GBCs. They've been killer motocross tires and off-road tires as well. And I run tire blocks and both setups. And, you know, I got to say the gearing on the small tires is definitely interesting. I think it would leave me more open to wanting to change, like kind of play with like sprocket gearing a little bit more. Right. Every time I've wanted to change it, on like the, like with the normal, like with the XC tires, I seem to always kind of go backwards. You know, I feel like the stock gearing seems to be the best, but I haven't found anything that I've liked yet, but.
1: Well, you know, it's all personal preference. I can build you the greatest bike in the world, put the greatest gearing on the world. And if you don't like it, we got to change it. Yeah. That's simple. It's, it's rider preference um doesn't matter what i think you know i'm just the guy turning the wrench it matters what you think because you're the guy out there twisting the throttle taking it through its paces and 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 feeling what it's doing for you in the in this specific terrain that you ride in
0: yeah i see what you're saying there with the gearing i guess yeah that would be that would be a lot of preference there huh just because i guess it changes how someone revs a motor out and stuff like that too for sure
1: it, it is and you know the tire choice that you pick there, there's so many things you know you can change your suspension a little bit and you can change the gearing you know you, there again yeah change the change the curve on your vortex yeah you might want to change the gearing to match the curve yeah, yeah, you know for sure i'll bet there's it, there's just so much there's just so much into it um oh, and yeah. if you're comfortable with something don't change it because joe the the beer salesman told you to change it just run what you feel comfortable with and 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 have a good time because that's the most important thing
0: yeah yeah especially if it's been yeah it's been yeah it's working good right now so yeah i feel you on that yeah that makes sense that yeah the gear because like you'd want to set the gearing up and then go get it tuned like that That makes sense. Which
1: being, you know, I've, I've been fortunate. I've got to, no, I'm not never been a pro like you, but I've raced enough as an amateur and I got to ride pro in the desert. We always believed in setting the machine. It's just like being a mechanic for Mike or any of the other guys that I've worked for throughout the years. I believed in the machine for the place we were going before I get there, so I already know what the rider likes. I already know what the the tire combination is that we're going to run. The shocks are close. You know, you always do a fine tune, and you yeah. roll it out of the trailer and roll it to the roll it to the to the gate. You, we're almost ready to race. We're going to do some fine tuning adjustments and, and and rock and roll.
0: Yeah, yeah, I dig that. Um, that makes yeah, that's good.
1: Having a mechanic that's been around as many years as I
0: have is almost cheating. I was going to say, you've been around for a long time, man. <laughs> yeah. Been killing it, though. Yeah, This is
1: the first year in 2020 in 30 years that I haven't traveled.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's definitely, I got to say, it's been different without you, for sure, at the, at the works races. I've yeah. seen you there. I'm like, man, where's Lenny at?
1: We'll, we'll, we'll maybe we'll make an, a, a comeback and... 2021, we'll see how things go. And, and, uh, you know, I got some issues here to take care of at home. And, uh, my mom and dad are getting a little older, which at some point you'll have to deal with too. Um, unfortunately. I'm sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's good. It's, it's like I was just having a conversation with one of the legends, the racers, and, and, you, you know, you normal people know what it's like to be at home. Yeah. I don't. And I'm a little, it's a little weird every Saturday morning waking up at home.
0: Yeah, for sure. I bet that is different for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's used to being at home. Yeah, exactly. But you're, yeah, you're, I mean, yeah, you've been, even with the, even with the COVID stuff. Yeah, everyone's, you're really locked down. Yeah. It's like, man.
1: Well, we're fortunately where we live, the COVID isn't really bothering us a whole lot. I haven't missed a day of work because of it. Um, Good. Awesome.
0: Yes. I'm stoked to hear that. Good.
1: Struggling a bit to get certain product in the door to to be able to ship, which you know. Um,
0: I do. Run into <laughs> the
1: same, running into the same problems we are. And,
0: um, I'll do it big time.
1: It, it happens. Uh, but as far as our store kicked off with our new website, right when the COVID hit.
0: So yeah, that, I got it. The website's looking sick too. I was checking that out not too long ago.
1: (laughs) Well, it just, it was super fortunate that it, you know, it all worked out just perfect. You know, you couldn't have planned it better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying there for sure.
1: I know that you guys at Fast are killing it and, and they're so busy. You know, you got a great product.
0: We have a great product, you know, and people, people want it. The demand's going up. And I mean, it's, dude, it's nuts. It's tough. We did not. We would have never predicted that out of out of anything. It seemed like once once everyone was shutting down, we were over here talking about, like, "Well, you know, I guess we'll we'll sort it out and see how it goes." I mean, you know, my boss wanted to keep paying us as long as he could, so he's all, "Well, it's all, dude. The phone stops ringing. He's only might just have to go home." <laughs> <laughs> Turns out, I mean, dude, we can't get the thing to stop ringing. So yeah, it's a good problem to have. It's a great problem to have
1: right now. Great. Problem. Yeah. Yeah, You know, I was, I was, um, working with a guy named Craig Christie. We were racing in Baja. I was building this Baja machines. And, Mm -hmm. um, one of the guys on the team was Dave Scott, who was a a best in the desert champion for a number of years. And he got sponsored by fast and he told Craig, Hey, we got to put these bars on the machine. You know, they're one of my sponsors. We got to do it. So, I had a shock test set up, and I, you know, I argued. I, I, I argued at first. I didn't want to run them, you know. You've never tested them, you know, and they look ugly, and you know, do do they really work? More moving parts, and yeah,
0: yeah. You know the drill. Heard it all, right? (laughs) I know the drill. Yeah, I've heard all of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, so I got got the bike loaded up. I'm on my way to the desert. I got people meeting me so that we can do shock testing and bike setup before we go racing Baja. And the phone yeah. ringing, I ah, can't come, can't come. So all my guys cancel on me. Oh. I, still to, I still have to finish the test, you know? Yeah, so I yeah. I to do all the riding that, that I normally would only ride, you know, a couple minutes, you know, five or ten minutes and then be done. I got to do all of the riding in the final sets and make sure the lights worked and check the shocks. And, you know, I rode quite a bit that day.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it for sure. A few hours for sure, at least. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I mean, way more than <laughs> I normally do. And um, yeah. I'm driving home that night and I'm thinking, wow, I feel really good. Because I got a right arm issue where I broke and dislocated my shoulder from way
0: Oh, back you're used now. to being sore afterwards. I was used <laughs>
1: to not being able to move my right arm.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I had no pain. I had movement was great you know the next day I felt great so I was sold right then
0: yeah you're like dude it must have been the bars <laughs> for sure though well you know, yeah. I already
1: knew the shocks were great I already knew I had a great steering dampener but mm-hmm. the entire package hadn't changed from when I worked with Eichner so we were still running the same stuff and I knew it would all work the only thing that had changed were those handlebars
0: yeah, see, and that's that's the best part about it though is it's nothing you had to get used to either. You just rode with it, You didn't really notice anything happening, but you would notice the benefits after the ride, like post ride, you're like, dude, I could ride tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm a, like, wow. And,
1: I, and I'm with my injury. I'm a one ride a weekend guy. If I go riding for the weekend, I'm one ride. Now with flex bars, I go two, three,
0: four times. No big deal dude i've got a bunch of customers that tell me that too like dude i usually can only ride once and then i'm toast for the whole weekend he's all dude i went to moab with my buddies and i rode saturday sunday and monday on memorial day and it was great (laughs) all stoked i'm like dude yes i you know myself i've actually blew myself away this last weekend uh, because my first ride i actually have i run a little bit firmer of a setup Uh, my first ride back and I was like dude you know what I was like I'm gonna then my hand got a little beat up today I'm like I'm gonna run a soft setup just on the on the right side like just from my right hand and then I run the same setup on my left just as normal and I ran a super soft and I rode on Sunday and I gotta say I didn't even notice it like didn't notice the difference in like a ton softer on that side while I was riding with the control was the same and I just noticed the benefits, dude. My hand was in way better shape right after the ride. And it was as definitely, I was like, wow, I just blew myself away again. Like, dude, these bars.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't mean to turn this into a, a fast flex bar commercial, <laughs> but, you know, there's some yeah. certain products that, that that you that you have to run with, you know? I mean. You do, yeah. And that's how I sell them in the shop is, is when I talk to customers, I talk to them about how they work some of the things that I've went through as a rider, you know, your age does have something to do with it. So, yeah, I mean, there's, and
0: it's all dude, that's, that's for every product that's on our machines. You know, I think sales are best generated through word of mouth, you know, I mean, rather than seeing those, you know, the ads or the commercials, you know, something that's aimed towards that. Like, dude, if you've got, you know, if you've got good word of mouth and yeah, kind of like, some good experience behind you, under, like under your belt, you know, it's well, definitely goes a long ways. We have a machine in the shop
1: and it has a, a large amount of the product on it that you mm-hmm. talk about or you have multiple machines with with all the different product on it. Uh, you know, I have those fixture machines where I fit parts on. You know, I have roll stem and a GPR and a set of flex bars on there. It, it, so that i can show people hey this is what we run this is why we run it and yeah this is what it'll do for you you know and uh, every time dang okay put it on the bike yeah all right you, that you looks can't good <laughs> can not enough but
0: you know that's that's
1: a, that's another problem we can talk about some other way <laughs>
0: yeah exactly yeah we'll build the quad though <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll sure. build it for you. it's just going to take a couple <laughs> days longer than you think yeah. Oh gosh. I love, yeah. It's definitely a struggle for sure. Yeah. I've heard well, availability these days has been rough. <laughs> uh,
1: let's get on to another subject. I think fast is going to love this when it, when it comes out. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs>
1: when you, uh, when you, um, are setting your machine up, have you done a lot of product evaluation?
0: Like as far as testing, testing different testing parts different stuff. and stuff.
1: Yeah, I know okay. you. I know you were affiliated with with Colin, who used to work at uh, Dirt Wheels, and I know he always needed good test guys to to test things. So you, you, I'm sure you got a chance to test a product now and again.
0: I did, yeah. So I've tested like uh, stabilizers, like for them. I tested a uh, precision stabilizer and also a fastway stabilizer and streamline all at once. Which the streamline was definitely way down on the board, you know. <laughs> um I've also tested I've tested I know I didn't say that, yeah. Sorry, streamline, but yeah, maybe next time. Yeah. <laughs> the uh yeah, and then like the exhaust systems. Uh just like for me, I've always ran FMF and then uh I've tested like the GYTR one and uh I ran I ran a Sparks for a minute and then also a Yoshimura. All on the YFZR. And then yeah, all those were through uh all those were through dirt wheels. And then let's see. Tesla, yeah, I ran the Maxis tires for a while. I mean, I've stuck with GBC just because I mean ever since I ever since I started with them, they've been a really great brand to work with and always had killer tires. My first set of tires, my XC Masters, I got a whole season out of my front tires and I changed my rear tires once. That was my first year in the B class. I wasn't running tire blocks at the time. I had a couple plugs in my front of tire, maybe by the end of the year. But I got all the way through the season with those things, and that was that was a big deal for me. And yeah, that was cool. But I know and Campbell, I know we've talked in about about the past. Days.
1: I know we've talked about it in the past that you know products that you like and you feel comfortable with that's a that's a big thing for for racers riders uh, and you know you have to build those relationships with those products that you know once you feel comfortable with it i get it it's hard to want to change and that's okay you know that, that that's part of it you have when you're the guy out there hitting that 80 foot jump or going through those whoops at 70 miles an hour you're the guy that has
0: to feel comfortable with it For sure. Yeah. And like, that was like, that's the other thing too. Like, like the, uh, the Campbell racing skid plates, dude, I'll never run another skid plate. Like, I mean, you know, all about it, you know, those things I've got, I've got 200, I've almost got 250 hours on it, but I've got 200 and like 45 hours on this, uh, Campbell racing skid plate. It was a half inch thick skid plate for the, for the skid, for the the chassis, you know, On my 2017, on my practice bike, it's like it's a lot thinner, you know, in some places. But dude, it's crazy how long that thing's lasted. Never broke a bolt, you know. I just couldn't see any sense of, yeah, just like you said, you know, changing. I
1: know. I I I just uh, get some product from them and make some skid plates for uh, Banshees, and uh, I really like it when we uh when we talk about it when we when i get you on the next time maybe we'll we'll bring some of those moments up and and talk about your uh your testing other machines and maybe you get an opportunity to ride a different machine here and there and and uh, give me some better feedback on some of the different stuff you've got to do
0: dude yeah for sure i mean yeah we haven't done yeah we've done a few different things it's been crazy honestly like you know done a few different things recently and not recently, but in the past couple of years, you know, and then, yeah, I don't know. That's keep, cool.
1: Keep your ties with those magazine guys. Cause every once in a while you get to test something that nobody else gets to test. You'll get to do something, you know, they, they set you up with, with somebody to, to ride something somewhere that you normally wouldn't get to do, you know, be ready. Yeah. Be ready to travel because as you're, as you get more experience and as you get more exposure you know you may get a call from overseas to go race like a pondevue or you may get a call to go race something in south america and, and you just ready yeah. to go
0: see exactly And i would i would love to go to a pondevue one day man i think you know for me it was funny somebody what was there was this question ago and like it was like if you were to leave the country what country would you go to and i just said france because i want to race pondevue and i'm like other than that, I don't know what else is going for me outside of the United States.
1: <laughs> the two best races I've ever raced in my life was Ponte Vu and Vegas Arena.
0: Oh, really? Okay. I hear Ponte Vu is epic.
1: Well, hundred hundred plus hundred plus entries depending on the year. Mm. You know, and you're passing somebody all the time. Oh, really? You're either getting past or passing somebody the whole – you're never by yourself. And if you are by yourself, it's a total fluke.
0: It's a total fluke. Everyone's in the pit or something like that.
1: Well, yeah, it just never happens. I mean, because everybody's on a different pit schedule. You know, there may be two rider teams or three rider teams, depending on how they break everybody down. And, you know, there's guys that are there. They're there half the guy's there or more or just want to say they race the race. They're not in it for the championship to win it. I mean, there's only maybe 15 teams that go there that really have a shot to win. Yeah, and yeah. Some of them are there racing it, you know. Th- th- there might be a fluke guy that shows up that's that's never done anything, never placed, and run in the top 10. Um, and But then you have your consistent teams that go there knowing that they have a shot to win.
0: Yeah, dude, that's... And that's got to be a whole, like, I mean, that's a, that's a game changer. That's a, that's a level, that's a heat changer, right? there. just knowing like the level that you got to be bringing. If you are going to be that contending team, like I know Bo and Bryson Neal went with uh was it Cafro? I think a couple of years ago or something like that. They ended up having an issue with their, he broke the spindle. Uh, like, yeah, they broke the spindle. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I would imagine that. I mean, they were, they were going to win you know, and they wanted to go and win that thing. And yeah, that's nuts to go across, yeah, you know, overseas and dude, that's cool. That's I freaking awesome. What an honor that probably was, you know, to go and I do that. Won
1: that race seven times. What?
0: Yeah. Dude, that's crazy.
1: crazy. Yes. With three different partners.
0: That's cool right there. So that, I mean, that shows you like, Hey, you know, I mean, he's the guy to have on your team, you know, <laughs> If you want to go and win, yeah.
1: (laughs) He won all seven of them on a Banshee. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you got to figure it's got two straightaways that you're going 100 miles an hour.
0: Oh, no way. It's that fast. Yep. That's crazy. Do they use like desert tires in that thing? Or is it just?
1: They use a, a, a 2120. And then you gear them up, you know, because it's slick. Uh, if it rains, yeah. if it the, the, the every year the the conditions of the dirt are different depending on the rain, depending on the heat. Um, one year we were there it was it was flat and just couldn't have been better. Um, and the next year it had like waves in the dirt where there was moisture in the ground and we pushed the dirt up and it did, made highs and lows. And then every once in a while, you'd have just this giant hole where
0: the yeah, dirt broke apart.
1: Sure, a huge <laughs> pothole in the middle of the turn. You're sideways, but boom, you know, and, and you have to change your line and adjust. And, and Oh, yeah. I'm on a flat course. How can it have ripples in it? And
0: it's- <laughs> so nuts. It's just like after all the side by sides go through all the courses, they're huge potholes. Oh, I can't even believe how many potholes those things just stir Almost
1: up. Desert tires.
0: Yeah, I guess, I guess it is probably all those desert tires. <laughs> oh,
1: geez, oh, man.
0: The, the,
1: the, the, the <laughs> things that you will experience and the knowledge that you have from racing off-road will bring you to a different level when you go to Pondeville. So yeah. you'll, you'll be able to bring your experience, but then you'll learn new things because you're racing at night. You know how much night?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've hardly done any night riding at all. That's something I should probably get my, get my gears rolling towards, I think. I definitely would like to – it would be nice to have a light setup, up, go out for a little night ride. i got a lot of buddies with side-by-sides, you know. Might as well.
1: You know, some of the guys are faster at night than they are during the day. Anything-
0: I've heard that, too, because you can, like – you just get tunnel vision and you just focus on what you can see or something like that.
1: That's totally at the tunnel vision. You can't, you can't see the things that you're afraid of. Yeah. It, your breaking points get deeper, you know, the the, the things that, that would normally distract you and cause you to back off, you don't back off because you don't see them.
0: Mm-hmm. Dude, that totally makes sense. I had a player's turbo, like a Razor, for a couple months, and, yeah, we took that out for some night drives, and I swear I went faster at night than I did in the daytime.
1: <laughs> you just can't see the holes, so you're in the gas.
0: Yeah, you just pedal to the floor, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My buddy, when Jason was t- Jason Parsons, my coworker, he was telling me that he's like, dude, at the twenty four hours of Glen Helen, dude, he's. All, I swear, I'd put the faster lap times down at night than in the day for sure. He's all, yeah, dude. He's all, you just get tunnel vision and you, dude, you'll just start put turning laps down. And he's all, it's crazy. Usually, the faster lap times are at night.
1: I, I, when I got to ride, ride Pondeville, um, the last time I rode it, it was, uh, I don't remember the night session at all. Uh, I don't even think we had a night session because it, it there was weather. So they ran, a, they changed the schedule around. So we ran in the day, but the first time I was there, the night session that was, that was my time. I just had a ball. I just rode and rode and rode. Um, I rode until, uh, ran out of gas, and coached, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, dude, that's nuts. That's way cool. Oh uh, yeah,
1: but you know, there's nothing like you go do a desert race. I mean, I don't know if you've got to do any uh where you live. I'm surprised you haven't been desert racing.
0: I know, right? I need to def. I definitely need to hit. I was gonna do the Silver State, and then I ended up just not doing it. I didn't want to put a team through my hand injury and stuff. But like, you know what? You guys just go ahead and do that. Like, yeah, just yeah, next time. But I definitely should for sure. I should definitely perk for it.
1: You ever get a chance to race Vegas Arena, you have to do it because it is an experience all on its own. It's really high speed. Um, There's Mm. some roughness to it, uh, but it's just an experience. I remember being up in the northern portion heading towards the finish line, and it's after pit 13, and you're just going through this valley and you're pinned wide open. And you can't count that high because you're in high gear that long. Oh, really? Yeah. You're just, that's the, all you hear is the exhaust, the exhaust note and the wind whistling in your ear because you're just pinned wide open and there's no dust
0: and there's <laughs> nothing around just you. Skating on the top of the ground or something. That's <laughs> nuts. It's,
1: dude, I rode a 660 Raptor that would go over 100 miles an hour. And yeah, oh, yeah. It was, it, it was awesome. My- I'll
0: bet, dude. That was that sounds gnarly. Those Raptors, dude, yeah, I built a Raptor 700 for my buddy, and dude, those things are those things are quick. I know those six sixties are a little more raw power with the carburetors.
1: Um, I think the seven hundreds ultimately got a better uh design to them so that they can you can make them faster. Um mm. with, it, with an ECU. Uh with an ECU in the right package, yeah, I think the thing if you go to a Vegas Sereno with a package that's been tested and built, I think you'd destroy the 450s.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Because you're so much something like what they race into something like, I mean, there's a reason they choose that stuff in Dakar, you know?
1: Um, it's durability. That, that Yamaha built correctly is a super durable motor. Um, I went over to uh, Dakar in 13. Uh,
0: mm hmm.
1: And worked on a 700XX, but in uh, nine, went over there on a 700 Raptor. And the stock motor will go to the finish. Oh, really? Yeah, you can get a stock motor to go to the finish. You might have to put a clutch in it, but the top end will live. If you keep the dirt out of it, it'll live.
0: That's a big deal right there, dude. I mean, because what are they, like, nine, nine days down in the car, I think?
1: Well, the first one I did was 17 days.
0: Seventeen days. Oh my! I'm, I'm probably way off on nine days. That's probably like half. Short
1: They've shortened it. I think they're twelve. Yeah.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, twelve days. So Skylar just barely did that. Twelve does sound right. It's still big segments. I know it's like four or five hundred miles in a day. Well, it's like huge segments.
1: Yeah, and your and your rider you're not going to see them. So you're going to be on the bike the whole time. So let's just say your start time from the bivouac is 4 a.m. You may not get to the starting line of the race till 1 p.m.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: One in the afternoon, you start your race, even though you've been on the bike since 4 a.m
0: yeah oh, yeah, literally, yeah, like you've got a couple hours to nap and eat no, and then I- you do that.
1: you're riding from the bivouac to the starting line, so let's just say you got to the starting line at eleven, then you'd have two hours to rest before you took off, check your bike over, do whatever you needed to do, make sure it was full of gas, and then you would take off on the course, and maybe the course is two hundred miles that day, but after you get to the finish yeah. line, you have to ride from the finish to the bivouac again, well. Some days, it's 10 minutes. Other days, it's 10 hours.
0: Oh, no way.
1: Yeah, so you could be on the ATV from four in the morning till midnight.
0: Dude, that is so gnarly. See, like those guys, they're out there for an adventure, I feel like. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh, there's so much more survival involved in that. It's, It's It's impressive.
1: Well, yeah, we, uh, I could tell you stories, you know, this isn't my time. This is your time, but I can, tell <laughs> you, I can tell you some stories, buddy.
0: Dude, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to head out down to the car. That's for sure. That'd be, that'd be insane. Obviously I don't think I'm ready for it yet, but yeah, it'd uh, be nice to get some desert races under my belt and go on, I mean, maybe be a decent navigator one day and do that kind of stuff. That'd be sick.
1: Well, you get, you would get and go through the course to learn how to navigate, and then you'd have to go ride it and teach yourself all the things that the class doesn't teach you—the the reality of it. Um, and then once you go ride, you would—you'd uh, be pretty amazing. You know, it's—it's it's crazy.
0: I don't yeah, have I've seen some gnarly jumps off Razorbacks, and oh, yeah, I know those dunes probably play a mind trick to say the least out there.
1: <laughs> uh, well, you know, you, you if you stay focused on your on your roadmap, on your and on your, your road yeah. in front of you, which is on a which is on a paper rubber band thing that that you maintain, you marked it all and drew on it with colored pins to tell yourself where the dangers are because it's all m- mapped in your book.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then if you just stay pretty focused sense. on that, you're you're good to go.
0: Should be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't get too scared yeah it's freaking yeah it ain't nothing we can't conquer one day you got
1: way too many things to worry about when you're riding to be worried
0: that's 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 for damn sure yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) definitely keep that thing keep that thing just moving good moving moving in good shape (laughs) you're
1: not looking at the sights that's for sure
0: (laughs) yeah yeah exactly don't pull that map out unless the machine is stopped
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly exactly (laughs) oh man
0: yeah i'm glad i don't got to pull a map out for works that's definitely nice i got some good markers on those tracks
1: well that question that i asked you earlier that i didn't get recorded i gotta ask you again
0: okay yeah definitely
1: where do you see you're going in the future of racing?
0: Man. Oh, I'm glad you didn't record that first one. (laughs) You know, man, honestly, I got to say, so I see myself going as, as far as ATV racing goes, you know, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep on trucking as long as I can. And, uh, you know, yeah, just kind of like you had mentioned before. I mean, yeah, you got, you got some seasoned veterans out here, definitely, you know, in their late thirties, mid thirties. I mean, you know dirt bikes are a little little different but chad reed just barely announced his retirement you know late 30s you know and that's you know he could definitely keep doing this for a long time only 24 so yeah i could definitely do this for a while but i think i've made it I, i don't know i've definitely seen myself as helping out as many people as i can you know along the way and then and yeah just hopefully hopefully i can make my mark on the in the off-road industry and people remember me.
1: <laughs> as you develop the a man and as you develop your skill set, you'll get better and as long as you keep teaching yourself like you're doing with your training, all you'll do is sell.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, keep yourself healthy, keep the injuries down, um, you know, make sure you stay physically fit all the time and and you'll do well. You, you you'll graduate and get faster just as you get more seasoned in atv riding and you will as you get older look at all the fast guys on atvs yeah you know joel hendrick sure. is a young guy but look at chad weenan look at some of the guys that are racing against joel they're all older
0: yeah they're all older yeah exactly they're all they're all a lot older i mean joel I mean, I'm sure Chad's in the same boat as far as, like, when he was racing as far as, like, his early years. I don't really know. But I would imagine Joel was probably riding, I mean, I mean, back on minis, you know. I mean, he's been racing a long time for sure. Probably, I mean, not as long as Bo, I shouldn't say. But, I mean, pretty dang. Like, he's been racing at a high level for a long time. It's been, I mean, it's pretty, I guess.
1: guess Bro went from pro motorcycles to pro ATVs, so... Uh, you know yeah he's been in the he's been in the game he's been at the highest level you know and and uh joel has worked his way up um i can't wait to have a conversation with the young man uh, i've never met him so i don't uh, i don't know much about him so it'll be a new experience for me too
0: right yeah he seems like a good dude from all the interviews and the videos i've seen it seems like a pretty chill dude yeah definitely <laughs> rips the quad
1: <laughs> I, I, tried, man. I, I enjoy watching some of those videos as well. You know, like I was yeah. talking earlier, I am a huge fan of the ATV industry and a huge fan watching you guys. You know, I'm, uh, I don't have, I mean, everybody has favorites, but I don't have uh, diehard favorites. Like, Oh my God, I only watch this guy or only watch that guy. I watch all you guys. Cause it's just, yeah. It's just fun. I'm learning something watching all of you. Hey, that's how cool how he went through that section. Or that's cool how he goes through that section. And you can always go back if you're working with a specific young man or, or you have a pro rider out there, you can come back and go, Hey, we need to work on this section. We need to work on this because these yeah. guys are destroying you through there.
0: Yeah, definitely. And like I-, I feel you on that for sure. You're definitely doing good things for the industry. You always have. And, I mean, now you're taking it to another level. I mean, making a podcast, you know, and, um, dude, for sure, you know, watching everybody, I feel you on that. It's nice to study everyone and just kind of – I mean, everyone's got their different style and, that, yeah, they're different ways. They go through different sections and stuff. And for me, just trying to learn and grasp as much as I can from all the top writers, you know, and, yeah, yeah, I definitely don't have any favorites, but, you know, I definitely – yeah, definitely. am watching all of them for sure. You know, everyone is. Yeah, I'm not disappointed. I'm not like a, like a. I don't have a. Yeah, I'm not a diehard. I don't have a diehard. Like I'm not a diehard fan for anyone in particular. Yeah.
1: <laughs> don't forget to look backwards because sometimes that that a writer is going to do something that you can't do or do something better than you can, and he doesn't even realize how he's doing it or what he's doing it. So you get to watch. You get to watch them you know especially uh, the, the bigger videos with some of the bigger jumps and some of the things that they're doing uh you you always can look back i mean i was i was talking to bo and he made a comment that he couldn't do a section and he went to a, a slower guy and that guy could do the section he couldn't you know and, and, this, oh. is, and this is your champion this is your national champion yeah You're going and following somebody here somewhere because he missed the line or couldn't figure it out you
0: know see so, so you know, i love I love that. I love how, yeah, how humble. Yeah. Bo's super humble. And I feel that. Yeah. Cause I've seen a couple dudes. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, dude. I'm like, he totally hit that better than me. And I was just, you know, I'm out there watching, you know, watching the B class and the A riders out there ripping it. I'm just, you know, watching some friends. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, yeah, that's how you should go over that. <laughs> I don't know why I was struggling in practice. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you should also go back into some of the archives, you know, and, and look at how stacked the ATV industry was. I was looking at some of the old history not too long ago. And when your list of pro ATV guys is 42 riders deep for a season.
0: That's nuts.
1: And your average rider that made it to every race was over 20.
0: Oh really? Over twenty man, dude, those qualifiers were tough then.
1: Uh they didn't qualify for the pro class. You just lined up two lines. It was a gate. Yeah, yeah. You know, the top twenty guy or the yeah, the top twenty guys took all the gate spots and everybody else lined up behind them. And then the pro right. class behind them.
0: Yeah. So there was like and there's only twenty four spots, right? Or something like that.
1: There's generally only twenty. Right? Only 20 in the, in the pro for the pro first line
0: So okay.
1: over that. So if there's 26 guys in the pro class, there's six guys starting in the second row.
0: Yeah. And they, they're not getting a good start.
1: <laughs> you never know man.
0: at all. Yeah. I guess you never know.
1: <laughs> you can, you start, yeah. off, you, you start behind a bow or a mic and, and you come off the gate strong with them. Uh, you,
0: yeah, you could just pass. Could Tuck right in there.
1: (laughs) That's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. So don't, don't sell yourself short and don't ever give up, man. Keep that positive attitude that you have because that's going to carry you a long way in this industry.
0: Thanks Lenny. I definitely will for sure, man. I, uh, you know, I try to try to stay positive, you know, and, uh, Kind of goes back to you know I guess yeah just being positive you know I mean dude I I scattered myself pretty bad on that mountain bike and like just for me like I mean I'm I gotta say dude I'm pretty excited to go back and I'm I haven't ridden the I haven't pedaled yet because I can't really put a ton of weight on my hands yet I ride the quad but on the mountain bike you know you got a lot more weight on your hands so (laughs) like I'm gonna wait like another week and a half but I'm gonna go and hit that same section that I crashed on. This isn't dumb either. I'm going to go hit that same section because I've ridden it so many times. It's so frustrating that I crashed on it, but I guess it's only a matter of time, right? Yeah. But, dude, I'm, I'm so thankful because I wasn't wearing a full face. And, dude, this thing, it's, like, somewhat decent. I got this pink thing up here. That's, like, the worst of it. And <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it, was so, it was so bad. <laughs> yeah, so very thankful, very lucky gotta stay positive just looking forward to coming back you know so yeah it'll be good
1: well i hope you always remember me because i have a grandson named logan
0: <laughs> i will i totally will and on the same day it basically i think your grandson I uh, took my luck so yeah hopefully That's he is good on the <laughs> 23rd
1: <laughs> you know the kids got to get some kind of advantage coming into the world right
0: for sure yeah hey we all need him Well, that's about who you know exactly. <laughs> thanks for giving him some of your luck yeah dude anytime anytime <laughs>
1: uh, i'll get you the links to where we're gonna we're gonna drop and when we're gonna drop uh spotify google um uh apple Apple Cast or whatever it is, I, you know, um, I don't yeah. even I don't even know what the, 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 all the platforms are where it's going to drop. Uh, you have to get a host that that directs you and directs how this all works. And you know, okay. I can barely turn the computer on, which you know by missing the record button. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, dude, it's all good. This is real life struggles, man. This is a matter of get, getting the ropes down. <laughs> and, and
1: and I hope that I hope that everybody that listens understands that I'm not doing this podcast for me. I'm doing this for you guys. I believe that all, all the people that I talk to have a story and a, I really want to hear the story, but I want everybody else to hear it too. You know, and if it, if there's 10 guys and that's all we ever get, Hey, those 10 guys I hope are enjoying every story because this is a heartfelt thing for me. This is, this is my life's work is, is ATVs. And, and uh, like I said, I I love hearing all the race stories and that, where you guys are coming from and some of the things that you're doing because it energizes me and it makes, it makes my life fulfilled.
0: Dude, I love what you're doing, Lenny. Dude, seriously. That's a, that's a big deal, man. This is super sick. You know, I think, I think we're going to get, I think we're going to get a ton of, ton of, uh, I think we get a ton of viewers. You know, a bunch of people will listen, and I think it'll be good, man. I and mean, then go it's work. really cool to see all those stories, like you were saying, dude. Nobody, nobody gets to hear those because I mean, I guess we don't like to go bench racing everywhere we go, you know. But at the same time, dude, yeah, people don't hear like every little detail, every every story, you know.
1: Exactly, and that's and that's what I want them to hear. I want them to know who you are, and I, I you know, everybody that I talk to, I want them to know who that individual is and where they come from, and. And you know what their passion is, and your passion's ATV racing. My passion's ATV racing and building ATVs and being involved in the industry that I love.
0: Yeah, dude, this is dude, it's a big deal, man. I freaking dig it. I love being a part of it, man. I really am honored for sure that uh, that hit me up to be on here for sure, man.
1: You know, my, it's my pleasure. and It's my honor, sir. So <laughs> when I call you up to, to for the next time, um, be ready. Because I'm sure yeah. that you'll have more stories. Keep yourself healthy, please.
0: Yes, I will. Definitely, I will do, man. Thank you, Lenny. You too.
1: We'll do a short review at the end of the season so that I can find out where you came out in the points.
0: Okay. All right. Dude, that sounds good to me, man. That sounds good to me.
1: Hey, thank you for your time. I, I know we. I took a little bit more of your time than you expected. but
0: No, uh, you're good.
1: Uh, well, you're it's totally good.
0: Really, <laughs> good. really appreciate it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, of course, of course. I appreciate your time, Lenny. Not just my time. Well, <laughs> you talk.
1: Remember, tell all your friends um, and, and we'll get in touch soon.
0: All right, man, that sounds good. We will do. Uh, you have a good night.
1: You too. Thank you, Logan. Have a great one, sir.
0: All right, you too, Lenny. Thanks.
1: Right. Bye-bye. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at atvtalkpodcast.com.